Yo, 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 what's going on? This is your friendly neighborhood knucklehead, and this is the Part-Time Artist Podcast, and this is episode 154. We are rolling along here, and I do believe when this podcast goes out, the next Friday, well, actually, it will be two Fridays from now, but the, the on the 7th will be Bandcamp Friday, so the first Friday of every month. I always want to remind everybody to purchase their music on Bandcamp and save it in the Bandcamp cart, if you can, for Bandcamp Friday. Um, and with that, let's get into the show for today. I have with me a very special guest, a fellow Pennsylvania statesman by the name Ooh. of Alex Stanilla. Alex, thanks for coming on the show. Yes, thanks for having me. Did I get it right? <laughs> Dead. The name? Oh, all right, perfect. Now, Alex, you're from Lebanon, Pennsylvania, and this is the first time I've ever heard of that town. What are the oh. top three things coming out of Lebanon or things that you do up there? Uh, Lebanon bologna. Okay, is... yes, bologna. I did hear about this. You're yeah. famous for bologna. Yeah, bologna. <laughs> bologna, um, right now, a lot of manure. Oh God. And uh, Amish people, pretty much. That's, so, that's so, messy. so the the three of those things combined with you sitting here in a tie dye shirt, uh, making <laughs> pop music. How did that happen? <laughs> Is it just inspired by bologna yeah, sandwiches? I guess so. <laughs> I mean, I was born here and then moved around a little bit, traveled a lot, and now. I'm back like, mm. so it wasn't you know wasn't necessarily like like yeah the pop thing mm -hmm. or more experimental mm -hmm. soundings if I, I yeah if i definitely had never left here i'd probably still be making more like folky right stripped down acoustic kind of country-ish stuff uh, which i think i did send you a song like that mm -hmm. so that's like a, a little side project that i still do but not necessarily like the preferred type of music that i like to make you know mm, so um so i feel like you have three facets right now you have like your main solo project and then you have the folk project and there's a new like dream pop project happening yes i <laughs> yeah i'm having not issues with the artwork but that's really the only missing puzzle piece. I was mm. hoping to have everything kind of finalized right now. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I have like a little EP recorded, very like bedroom poppy. Probably very similar to like the stuff that I've already sent you, but just like a little bit more uh, mm -hmm. cute, I guess. You know, like mm. it's very, uh, you know, the phrase like, don't kill off your darlings and kill off your darlings or something like that. Mm. It's, or it's like uh, you, there's like things that you force yourself to do mm. when you're being creative in some way because you think it fits um, like a mold that you're supposed to be in. Mm. This is like, a, uh, I guess, just like exploring a genre, like being like, this is what everybody else is doing. I'm going to give it a shot and, and see if I can pull off this style. Other mm. than making something. That's like, um, I guess, more um, of a coming from a place that's 
passionate. Like, I feel like my solo stuff, it's like, I'm very like, this is exactly how I want this to sound, even if it's weird or it doesn't oh. quite work versus like the, the dream pop or the folk thing. It's like, well, these are like conventional things that happen in this genre. I like to explore that more and be less creative, I guess. So, but, but are all three projects kind of you on your own or are you collaborating with other people or anything like that? Yeah, so far, actually my solo stuff, I think Overtime, um, which is the newest one I have done, that was, mm-hmm. that's been the most collaborative that I've mm-hmm. done so far. Are mm-hmm. you familiar with the Kaleidoscope in Lancaster? Have you ever heard of that studio? No, no. Okay. It's a really cool space. Um, okay. They used to do shows there more often, DIY space. And that's an amazing studio. Okay. And uh, recorded there last year. And a large amount of the instrumentation was done by the people who run that. They did the drums and bass and guitar and stuff. And um, so it was, yeah, the mm-hmm. most. So you have uh, mostly on your Bandcamp, which is um, alexstanilla.bandcamp.com, mostly you have uh, singles, and now you're uh, putting out some EPs and gearing up with that kind of stuff. Um, Are you eventually going to think about albums, or how do you feel about putting out music? Once you have a song, you just put it out right away, or do you just feel like the way that the music industry is people just kind of only have the patience for a single if that <laughs> yeah i think that's that's kind of the fun thing too about the, the the folk project and like the dream pop side project is i i still love albums and eps right so that is the way for me to still kind of make like a conceptual thing that mm. tells a story but not really worry about whether or not uh people even listen to it or care yeah. versus the the solo stuff I do, you know, want people to hear more, I guess. And uh, yeah, as of right now, I think uh, singles, mm-hmm. you know, depending on where you're at with your, um, I'm sure you still know somebody could still put out an album and it could uh, sure. do really well. Uh, but I definitely think you need uh, pretty established, I hate the term fan base, but like if you have enough, you know, Mm-hmm. x amount of people tuning in every week that you don't necessarily need to like prod them mm-hmm. to come listen to you then you could definitely put out 10 songs at a or however long uh, but right now i feel like uh, the most advantageous thing for me at the stage is just a you know a song every couple months and um, and this next song uh or this first song that we're gonna play this is uh, a single that you put out right at the beginning of the year, January 24th. And uh, mm-hmm. this song, did you did you kind of, again, like you had two, and we're going to get into both of them, two singles that came out in January. Did you feel like, I don't want to put them together? Or did you just have separate artwork for each one? Or what what prompted you to not just say, oh, maybe I'll put another song together with it and do a three-track EP. Hmm. Or was it just spur of the moment, like, this song's done, Bandcamp. Oh, this song's done too, Bandcamp. 
Yeah, I think that's what happened on Bandcamp. I'm so <laughs> bad at keeping up with my Bandcamp. Uh, that's but, fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, I, I love Bandcamp, but I, I've never been able to properly schedule a release on Bandcamp. Okay. Like, I feel like... Oh, I see what you mean. It never comes out. It's like, kind of like an afterthought, maybe? Yeah, because I, I used to be pretty good with schedules, like putting out something so often. But I think I even scheduled the song to come out back in like September or something. Uh-huh. And then when I started talking to you and like, oh, it got pushed back December, a I was like, oh my gosh, like, because it came out on all the streaming services in September. Oh, and I was like, for some reason, like I scheduled it in September, but it just never like went public or something. I don't know. Uh, like, I don't know what my settings are probably not right mm. in Bandcamp. So I was like, oh crap, I should definitely uh, make yeah, this public possible. now. So that, that's that's probably how that happened. Just stupid logistics with. Yeah, um, we have to be our own IT department these days, artists. Yes. Social media managers, IT department, booking agents, the whole nine. Uh, so let's get into that uh, most recent single, as per Bandcamp states. This tune is called On and On. Check it out.
All right, and that tune was called On and On. Now, does the song... And now, explain to me what is the Arcadia... Is it Arcadia Exet... Exeter? Exeter, yeah. Exeter. yeah. Okay, so is the is the songwriting different between the Arcadia, Exeter, and the, the solo stuff? Are you, like, repurposing one for the other in terms of, like, the instrumentation or with the initial song ideas? How do you, like, differentiate between where your songwriting ideas go? Yep, yeah, the Arcadia, Exeter is the folk uh, project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that does... Uh, all songs that uh, were left over over the years that I felt like didn't uh, necessarily fit in with the other stuff I was doing mm-hmm. or it, exactly like you're saying could repurpose it. Uh, sometimes it is cool. You, you know, might start writing a song in a particular style or genre and then repurpose it for a different thing. But I think I noticed I had a couple these like folky, uh, really stripped down songs laying around. And that's mm-hmm. actually, have you ever been to uh, uh, Rhode Island? Um, not that I remember. I mean, I've driven all around there, but I can't remember being like, oh, hey, I'm in Rhode Island or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because I've been driving so all over like Connecticut and Massachusetts, and I'm just like, well, that's right in between there. But I no, sure. I can't. Not, yeah. not that I can remember. So there's um, there's a town called Arcadia, and it's right next to Exeter. And I was on tour a couple of years ago, and was joking with everybody that your folk artist name is whatever name you see pop up on like uh, okay. highway sign in Rhode Island. So that <laughs> mine was Arcadia Exeter, and I thought that, like that just sounds like such a cool like folky like troubadour, uh, you know, just like another muse of mine, kind of like mm. David Bowie had like a bajillion different like aliases some more problematic than the others but so yeah the arcadia Exer is just a like another songwriting persona i can like dip into mm. yeah yeah that can be one of the hardest things in the beginning to come up with uh a band name i remember when uh when my band was on tour and we were using this old band name and we knew like we had to change it but we just didn't know what to do and I think we were driving in Virginia and off the side of the road on I-95 was a sign that said um, the national, it said National Civil War Park. And I was just huh. like, and I just smacked my friend and I was just like, dude, look at that sign. And it was just like the fact that it said War Park. I was like, that's fucking weird. That's a great band name. And then we just became War Park. <laughs> nice. Because that's such a ridiculous thing that we would right. that we would have a War Park. That doesn't make yeah. any sense. Um, so do you think um, with your folk project, and and we were talking a little bit about repurposing. D- does your pop stuff ever start out as folk stuff and then graduate to the pop level? Well, what if I add this kind of drum beat to it or something like that? Or or does it kind of go where it's supposed to go from the very beginning? Yeah, that's that's pretty much how everything starts. Exactly, it usually starts as a folk. Like acoustic, yeah, uh-huh. like acoustic guitar and pretty stripped down and chill, and then great. Exactly. So yeah, the, the folk thing too was kind of a fun way of being like, all right, what if I don't uh, embellish on these ideas and just mm. try to keep it as 
like OG, like the initial <laughs> idea that happened and just let it go. Don't try and add a bunch of fluff to it. Is that, is that vocally, is that how you approach it too? Because the first thing that when I started listening to it, um, and I, and like I told you through the emails, like I'm not a big pop guy just yeah. because it hasn't been like, I grew up with a dad who is like into Iron Maiden, ACDC and all that kind of stuff. So the, mm-hmm. the, the pop side of the eighties and nineties and stuff wasn't really on my radar, but now I'm seeing more and more, especially being in the DIY creative scene that like, there's all of these like bedroom pop artists and uh, we talked to uh, a couple before on the podcast, and now I'm seeing it kind of come back a little bit. Um, when I the first thing, long story short, the first thing that draws me in to you guys is the vocals and the vocal sound, mm-hmm. and just being somebody that is now learning how to mix and master music, mm-hmm. getting the vocal sound is the hardest thing in the world for me and trying to mix vocals in to a rock song or whatever um so what i noticed with your tunes is the the vocal style you had it reminded me of so many different things and i have so much limited knowledge of that world but at first i heard like um obviously like tame impala influence a little bit and then i started hearing like a, a sort of cage the elephant white Mm. reaper type of vocal sound i don't know if you're familiar with white reaper but they just popped on my radar Mm. and um i was just wondering also is it the same process where you're kind of singing it in a folky style when it's so stripped down but then when it turns into a pop song all of a sudden these vocal layers start creeping in or whatever how do you how do you achieve that sound Hmm. Or is it one what? of those things where it's like when you hear it, you hear it? Yeah, I think because uh, then too, when I do, I just did um, a little house show in Maniunk <laughs> nice. last week. Um, that was like a stripped down, just acoustic show. Oh, cool! And so I played all these songs, but just me and the guitar, mm-hmm. not the not my folk songs, like the pop stuff. Oh, and everybody said that it had a very folky vibe to it. They were like, "You're really folky," yeah. Um, okay. You know, and I was like, "That wasn't really what I was going for for this for you know the pop songs acoustic." I was trying to keep them. Um, so yeah, I'm sure it, uh, it's just like naturally what happens, like when it's. When I'm in like that mode of just acoustic guitar and vocal, sure, vocally I'm definitely thinking more. And then I do keep my acoustics, all of them tuned down a whole step now. Um, oh, wow. Just because it is easier, I think it's easier vocally to write when it's a little bit lower, you know what I mean? And then when I perform it live, it's easier to sing it when it's just acoustic and it's a little bit lower. Um, Wait, so it's it's tuned down in the recordings or just when you play it live? Yeah, when I play it live. Uh, and then when I'm writing, too. Oh. So when I do go to record it, then it's always like a full step up. And when you oh, have like God. all the other instrumentation uh-huh. going, it, it it's just a different 
mentality, I think vocally that it, you can sing like louder and higher and more. Yeah. Goodness. Pop, poppy, I guess, versus like the, when it's just you and a guitar, it's like the training wheels are off and it's, it's a lot uh -huh. more raw. So it's, it's harder to, uh, for me, sing higher and louder. Like, you know what I mean? Right. It's a little yes. folkier, I guess, softer, mm. and, uh, not as, yeah, it's, I, yeah, I guess when they do start, they are a little bit folkier and mm -hmm. vocal um, and then gets uh, reimagined, especially depending on the uh, the recording setting too, you know? Like if, if, okay. if, I'm, if I'm like in a mood that day where I'm like, I'm going to like belt this out or like right, it's right. not feeling as good and it does come out a little bit softer and I don't know, yeah. It just depends on like the the day. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool that you're uh, a little bit more free-flowing in that way. Um, now, switching gears here, talk to me about small uh, Some Bite Records or Some yeah, Bite Records. Yeah. Talk to me about that. that. How did that oh, come boy, about? Just um, the phrase I was been saying for years, like all bark, some bite, <laughs> instead of, you know, all bark, no bite no or whatever. Bite, yeah. We got some bite. And I always want to do like um, just like compilation records okay um and i thought it'd be cool to uh any funds donated throw them to any local um uh, like vet veterinarian clinics or you know mm -hmm. uh independent um just people that work with animals you know yeah um uh, so actually i was supposed to put one out i have a i have one that's totally done now and people submitted to it i was supposed to come out for valentine's day oh wow. <laughs> it's, it's awesome <laughs> And I was like, oh, I'll put it out on, on St. Patty's, but I, I don't know. I've just been really lazy lately. Oh god. Um it's been it's been kind of feeling good. So I have another one ready to go. I've been trying to put them out around holidays, like four year. Um it's like Valentine's oh, okay. summer, October, and then like winter holidays, like a Yuletide thing. So all the songs kind of like the last one was all love songs. And then we did one last October where it was all local artists covering other local artists. Because I feel like a lot of Halloween wow. stuff, it's like um, yeah. covers and stuff. And I, yeah. I've no, I have no idea how licensing works. Like if, if yeah. I was to put stuff out on Bandcamp and ask for donations and like now I'm like donating money for people that are doing people's songs, we don't have permission. So I was like, let's just do like all local people. Um, yeah, that's, that's the idea. It's all like uh, charity based and all the proceeds go to so, animal clinics. And so you, so you founded this record label, uh, or some, I'll use air quotes label, which yeah. is essentially you curating a compilation that you do, I guess, quarterly around three or four times a year. And then you, uh, donate the purchases of that compilation to local uh programs for uh animals like an yep, animal shelter exactly. okay yep. and how do you um if someone's interested in being a part of your compilation is it all lebanon artists or how do you how are you getting yeah it's people been all over um how can people be yeah. on your comp yeah, um, send, so we have a website, somebiterecords.com. Uh, mm -hmm. There's somebiterecords.bandcamp.com. And then just somebiterecords at gmail.com. We have uh, Instagram, somebiterecords. Um, so yeah, just uh, 
shoot us a message, an email. Um, definitely, ooh, like I said, I should probably just do that tomorrow. I should do that tonight. Just put out the, the hey. one that's supposed to come out on Valentine's Day. Get oh. out of my lazy slump. But um, there you go. But yeah, next next one I think will be like summary songs, like summary stuff, and that'll come out in either July or August. Or knowing me at this point, maybe like October, but it'll be the summer one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'll start. Um, I guess like maybe end of April, beginning of May, I'll probably start trying to curate that curate one and putting out feelers and just sending out. Um, yeah, just I just sent out like a ton of emails to artists I know, like a DM. If, if I ever like come across an artist that I really like across any social media platform, I'll just like shoot him a message. Like, yeah, I love your stuff. Run this little thing. If you oh. have any extra. Another cool thing too, is I really encourage people to uh, send out um, almost like B sides or like just extra songs oh, you have laying right. around that cool. like, you're like, I never thought about releasing this. I didn't really like it that much, but like, I'm like, yeah, we'll take it. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like it, it kind of gives like some new life to some songs or like yeah. demos yeah. or like, stripped down versions of you know anything that you're not normally just going to put out on like normal streaming platforms or whatever yeah. like you know this, yeah. this is like a place to uh to really harvest any kind of idea that you're working with and and artists used to do that all the time all the time yeah right artists used to do that right? all the time and now nobody does it and it's so weird um yeah because i, I don't think people uh, well let me rephrase that. I think the way that people like you and other people that do comps, it's it's the whole process has been so different. Um, so it really mm-hmm. requires a lot of people and a lot of artists to step outside of themselves. And I think most artists are just kind of tunnel visioning on their own yeah. shit and what they have to do. Like, I need to promote my shit on social media. I need to do this, that, and the third and 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 sharing the love with other artists um at least in the in the past i don't think was as common as it's starting to be now post covid <laughs> i think has had a real impact on artists and i see this now more than ever people sharing each other's stuff and 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 going to each other's gigs more and and yeah, just wanting to work with other artists as opposed to kind of being a little bit more competitive or just self mm-hmm. self involved. Um, but that's really cool. And is that kind of is that the main reason for your label to exist, or do, do you use your label for anything else? Yeah, initially that was the main reason, but now that I have the different side projects like the Arcadia Exeter and then the uh, the Bedroom Pop project which is called Pariah Prism and and then oh, I have wow. a couple other I, like a I was sick recently I think that's also why I was like really lazy and I got <laughs> really into yeah and I got really into making lo-fi hip-hop beats for some reason wow and just so now I have a dozen of those just kind of lying around like that could be another cool little alias thing to put out um so those will all be coming out under like the some bite records oh okay cool thing you know i'll just make one like i'll just throw all those on the band camp mm-hmm. rather than make five other band camps and then try to remember the logins and tra- you know what i mean like i'm like <laughs> I'll, I'll just like i know i'll never yeah, i'll be constantly dude, resetting passwords and oh, probably getting flagged and like it's so i'm like all right i'm just gonna keep them all in one spot yeah and then 
any proceeds from that will also go to, unless it becomes like an absorbent amount of income, like I might, yeah, I might maybe you have to shift start my reporting. focus and be like, eh, you know, well, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I'll pocket some of this and then donate a little bit here yeah. and there. But well, as of right now, you know, what I mean, we'll just, cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah. Um, with that, let's get into this next tune. This is um, the other single that you put out in January, according to Bandcamp. This tune is called <laughs> Funny. Check it out. Right, that tune was called Funny, and now uh, you actually have been on the road, air quotes, a little bit recently now. Talk to me about what you what the shows you have coming up. What's the launch fest? Yeah, that's the Lancaster Launch Music Fest. It's like okay. their 
South by South okay. take maybe. Like there's panelists and Oh nice. Um is that a kaleidoscope thing or is it like just every place that can hold a show is going to try to hold a show for a yeah, couple there's days? Like, yeah, it's like all over Lancaster City. Um, oh. I think I'm playing um, Isaac's. The restaurant Isaac's is cool. putting up a stage. Okay. Um, I'm not quite sure if that how, if that's going to... Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but some... Uh, there's there's some pretty cool um, venues in Lancaster. Uh, the one's Telus 360. Okay. Um, they have a stage, and then um, yeah, just like I think, just almost anywhere in Lancaster that holds live music to some degree. Uh, Kaleidoscope is more DIY, so I don't think that they're hosting. Right. Yeah, that makes um, sense. But yeah. Um, and they actually kind of took a break from, I think they actually took a little break from doing shows even before COVID. And then when COVID happened, it just, yeah. Uh, yeah. Back but, burner. Yeah. Yep. So, um, are you, do you mostly kind of keep to Pennsylvania? What is your ex- experience, uh, kind of touring? Yeah. Um, 2019, I went on the longest tour I've done hit, uh, uh, Brooklyn, Connecticut, Rhode Island. That's when I came up with the Arcadia Extra thing. Yeah, and right. then Maine. Wow, that's um, a big jump. <laughs> that was a big jump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn, spent like a day in Boston. <laughs> well, oh. spent, spent a day in Boston. <laughs> just like a layover, just hanging out with some oh, people. Just and a then, layover, fuck yeah, all yeah, you get. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Can be hard right to book there, or it was at the time, I remember. Yeah, it can be. I don't yeah. know if that was. Anywhere it can be hard to book, anywhere, honestly. Anywhere. But yeah, yep. I know what you mean. Um, there's a lot going on, but damn, Maine, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. Um, that was that ended up being uh, like a backyard picnic kind of situation. <laughs> like we're supposed to play this oh, no. some venue thing, but uh, oh, I think wow. the, something fell through. I don't know. Whatever. It just ended up like. Yeah. <laughs> You know how, yeah, yeah. It was like a picnic, but yeah. that was cool. Um, better than nothing. <laughs> better than nothing, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, like that was Portland, Maine. Oh, cool, Very cool. And so, cool other little... other than stuff like that, it's kind of like a weekend here, weekend there. Try to get Got it. Up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. um, I guess now looking towards the future a little bit, um. I feel like I kind of get <laughs> the vibe from you that you're a one thing at a time kind of person. But um, do you have like, I don't know, a five-year plan? Or how do you view yourself in the future if you do as a musician or as an artist? Do you do you have like a thing in mind and you're striving for? Or are you just like, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that? Like one foot in front of the other. Yeah, probably the one foot in front of the other right now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let's see. Cat's going to knock over a glass of water. Um, there you go. Actually, last night I sat in for um, a buddy who does like the acoustic bar thing, you know? Okay. Just doing covers. 
Okay. And um, it paid really well, and, you know, you get to eat and stuff. And um, he was like, I have, like, a ton of these coming out, and you could make, like, this much a week, and, you know, you just need to play covers for three hours, which in the past I was always like, I would hate that. But I'm like, all right, you know what? Actually, like, it's good practice, and, like, you know, it was fun, like, kind of, like, you get to play music. Um, so I'm like, that actually would be cool to like line something like that up for Mm -hmm. the next year or so and just have like a steady income coming in. That's like music related. Mm -hmm. I say that now, I'm sure like a month from now I'll be like, I freaking hate this. I don't want to do this, but you just have to keep, you just, I think those types of things, it's like, it's all about keeping your identity right and keeping your perspective and not becoming the cover guy you know like because then you can get locked into a kind of identity that maybe you were just experimenting with you know in the beginning because i i did a show like that once because um somebody approached me or somehow something happened in a similar way probably than you and i was like well i already know like an hour and a half of like stroke songs so Mm -hmm. if i go over there and i play them all twice or something you know with an acoustic guitar i'll probably be good and um you know it it again it's just about what you uh what your perspective is on it because if you i think the big thing for me was if I was motivated to keep learning different songs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As opposed to just playing the same tunes, because that's, that's how you can get into like an actual flow with it. And then you can swap songs in and out. And then, Oh, this song's an A major and this song's an A major. So I can like put them together differently. You know, yeah, yeah, you know, that's when it, because with my punk band, I keep it 50, 50, Like, I Mm -hmm. always play at least, like, half of them are covers, which is kind of, like, usually people play, like, one cover song, Mm -hmm. you know, but, and and it always seems to be the one that gets people excited the most, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I was like, what if I just played half cover songs? Like, what the fuck, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Get people excited, sprinkle in my original shit. So that's kind of how I've uh, operated as a punk band and honestly as a solo person too i try to play i tread the line between those two worlds yeah but yeah fucking go for it see what happens right yeah yeah why not um and i guess lastly alex is there anybody that or anything that you want to shout out or get people excited about or dive them towards your direction in any way you want to give them the some bite record comp information again or something like that yeah that and then uh that reminded me so i finally (laughs) checked out the discord today okay and connected with a fellow from also from philly okay and uh they were looking for a show in central pa and i want to shout out that friends of mine just started a booking collective called effigy entertainment effigy and, entertainment okay yep e f f i g y and they're handling a lot of stuff here in central pa so if you're looking for something in harrisburg reading york lancaster um definitely hit them up they will and they've been having great shows great turnouts um cool yeah, there's yes. lots of cool shit in York nowadays. Yes, yeah. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. This whole area is growing like crazy. Um, you know, a lot of people for better or worse, I think are leaving bigger metropolitan areas and yeah, it's just getting (laughs) pricey. And I mean, where I live, it's super cheap. Um, and I feel like that's always where interesting, uh, you know, artistic, like if you look at like the Pacific Northwest and late eighties, nineties, like Seattle used to be like a dump and like, I was, it was, you know, you could work like at a coffee shop and do your music and like Mm -hmm. still get by and like that really rose like that scene and um so i uh, you know i don't and then it just that kind of that kind of lifestyle just started pushing more and more inland and and less and less from the coastal areas as they got overpopulated yeah so i you know i'd like to uh, i'm a bit of a dreamer you know i'd like to think that in the next so many years or so like this area even though it's like we said initially, like it's baloney and Amish people, and <laughs> gotta get your baloney like, somehow. You know, uh, I think eventually, uh, you know, people may look at like the Lebanon, Lancaster, Central PA area, and be like, "Wow, like, like that's like, like it could be like the next, like, it could be like a scene." You know, what I mean, it could yeah. have like, like a staple place where people are like, "There's so many cool." Actually, there's a kid. His name's Hunter Root. I don't know if you've heard of him. No. He's like a folky blues guy. Um, he's from like 10 minutes up the road. He like just had like a super viral TikTok and just got like signed to Atlantic, like, like in a three week period, like put the song out, like, wow, like just had like half a million hits overnight. And then next, you know, he's like posting pictures, like on an airplane, like first time on an airplane, thanks Atlantic records and like about to make an album. And like, so yeah, I think like, you know, I, I just think this area is weirdly about to take off. You know, I think all the, all the, all the components of like a good creative community are here. Mm. It's just like, it's just one of those things that, and, and the thing that I think is working for it too, is nobody else can see it. And like, when you would hear interviews about like, again, Seattle or even Austin, Texas, or like the places that are like hubs now of like creativity or Brooklyn, like uh, CBGB back in the day, like. At first, no, but people like this place is a dump. It's never going to take off. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to get condemned. You're never going to make it if you're from here. And that's what everybody's saying about this place. I'm like that. That's always like that's like the right amount of motivation and and cost of living and uh, yeah, the artists are driven enough that I feel like in, in like any given area that uh, yeah yeah the talent the talent is important because and and if people with talent can move through there. And if if people in that community like want to go to shows and they'll support yes. that, that's yeah. that's the biggest thing. Yep. Because to me, it's kind of like thinking about scenes like the Bay Area or there's mm-hmm. there's a, a kind of a scene uh, around Richmond, Virginia or Roanoke, Virginia, where it could be a college or whatever is just inspiring certain people to go there, but then they want to go to shows. And when people, yeah, when you yeah. combine talented people with people that want to go to shows, that's a scene, right? Like, yeah. so that hopefully if that happens, if you're looking for a place to settle, head up there to, yeah. <laughs> head up there. Yeah. <laughs> 
If you've got to Allentown, you've gone too far. Yeah, yeah. Turn around. <laughs> turn around. All right. Well, thanks for so much. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the show, and I'm looking yes, forward to what you have coming out next. And this last tune is has it been released yet? It's not on Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. But it yeah, hasn't been released yet. Again, another thing that I thought was what I say the twenty second. <laughs> so, yeah. What day is it? Twenty. When I was twenty. Yeah, it's <laughs> like a couple days late. <laughs> All right. So so keep an eye out uh, on Alex's Bandcamp for this tune to come out. You heard it here first, y'all. Um, this tune is called Overtime. All right. Rip on everybody. Working overtime Running demons round inside my mind Make you so your voice is hard to find Introduce you to a million Working all the time, working all the time. 